Hello and welcome back to Rise Into Radiance. I'm your host, Mandy Rue. I'm currently overlooking the beautiful Lake Atitlan in Guatemala. My partner and I are spending a little over a week here and it has been an absolute dream. I love traveling and visiting other countries, especially those in Central America, because when I visited Costa Rica and in this trip, it really teaches me to slow down and truly appreciate the things that we have, such as the beautiful food that we get to eat, the time that we get to spend with each other, and literally everything the clothes that we wear the jewelry that we wear the cacao and coffee that we drink and it's just there's so much love and intention put into things in these countries that i've visited and i can really just feel that shift in my nervous system of like we're living it feels like we're living a slower more intentional lifestyle and I always get to bring back some of that beautiful energy back home with us. And so some of the things that we've been doing while we're here is we've definitely been on an adventure. We we went ziplining, which was really scary, but I'm here, I'm alive, we're good. We checked out, they make chocolate here really beautiful chocolate so we got to go on a chocolate tour got to grind up some cacao and taste some like fresh cacao and chocolate as well as trying really really yummy coffee food connecting with the locals and so on this lake there's a bunch of different towns that you can go to some of which have different vibes and cultures They've got a lot of yoga and meditation here, which was really the pull that drew me personally into it. And so we first came and stayed in San Pedro for a couple days. Now we're in San Marcos for a couple days, and then we're going to go to Panajachal and Antigua. So a full adventure. And I'm really excited to hop on here today and record this podcast episode because I have been having just a lot of beautiful insights on this on this trip, and I wanted to share with you that we went to a traditional Mayan fire ceremony yesterday in a cacao ceremony, and cacao is a heart-opening medicine, and so we, my partner and I, we've been dating for about three years now, and it was just so beautiful to be able to do something like that together and I feel that we both really opened up and deepened our capacity to really meet each other where we were at in this this moment and to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and you know our hearts were just cracked wide open and it was just so special to experience something like that with him and I've really been feeling into the energy of compassion during this trip. And honestly, recently, that's been a big lesson in my life is how could I be more compassionate towards myself and how can I be more compassionate towards others in this process? Because the way that we feel about ourselves and the ways that we speak to ourselves usually are 
the ways in which we relate to others. Like we can only connect with others as deep as we've connected with ourselves. And so I've noticed throughout my grief journey, as I lost my mom, that my heart kind of felt like there's like a shield around it because I was rebuilding trust in my environment, in other people, in myself. And that's been a really big growth edge for me. And I think that for many of us, when we experience loss or hurt, rejection, fear, you know, the hard stuff about being human, sometimes our heart closes up because it's safer, you know, it feels safer. But we can really open so much, opening our capacity so much to relate to ourselves and others when we invite in compassion. And so compassion is really being aware of your own suffering and the suffering of others with a deep commitment to relieve it. That's how the Dalai Lama um, defined compassion. And so compassion is not, oh, I see that there's something wrong with you and I, I need to fix you. It's inviting in the energy of a curious observer. So noticing and being aware of your emotions, how you're feeling, what you're moving through, the challenges and obstacles without placing judgment on yourself. So this, a lot of times when we have just moved through challenges and difficulties, either in our childhood or through our interpersonal relationships, depending on the ways that we were raised, and all of this stuff, we can be struggling with shame. Shame is different than guilt. Guilt is kind of feeling bad about something that you did, but it doesn't define you. Shame is what I did was bad and I am a horrible person for doing this. And so we really want to notice when these that that narrative is coming up because that is, is shame. And it's very difficult to actually make growth in the direction of compassion for the self and compassion for others when we're thinking of things in that way. And so in inviting in the energy of a curious observer, you can be a witness of your experience without attaching to any specific thing. So this is where the practice of non-attachment comes in. And so there's a balance here, right? It's not avoidance. It's a deep awareness without a connect without like a personal identification with the narratives that are coming up in your mind so that you can invite in a more of a fluid experience. And so as you carry this energy for yourself, you also learn to emanate that out towards others. And so this is really also about being non-judgmental and practicing bringing yourself back to that place. I think that we're humans. We all naturally are judging ourselves and others. Some of us do that more than others. And it's really a practice of, again, bringing back that energy of curious observer, right? Like, I see you here. I meet you here. 
I'm not wanting to fix or change you. I'm just here with you, seeing you. And so in our interpersonal relationships, you know, when somebody's moving through something and they're experiencing suffering, we're not trying to fix, we're not trying to change. Really allowing yourself to just be with them, being a mirror, right? And one of the things that some of my friends do and that I do is asking the person who might be expressing what they're feeling, do you want to just vent right now or would you like advice? And so that can be helpful to really clarify what the other human is looking for and speaking to us about what they're moving through. And so it takes a little bit of practice, but it's really important because sometimes when we're moving through a lot, we don't necessarily need immediate band-aids over it. That actually is a reflection of avoidance, of wanting to sit with the person. And so that kind of brings it back to why self-compassion is so important because without self-compassion, it's a lot harder to sit with the suffering of others. And so the more that we can open up our own hearts through our own self-compassion practice, the more that we are able to hold a deeper space for others. And so this is important for our relationship with ourselves. And this is important for the ways that we hold space for others as practitioners, leaders, teachers, guides. We really want to make sure that we're aware of our responses to ourselves and our responses to those around us. We don't always want to just paint positivity over anything that feels uncomfortable or say that this person has a lower vibration because they're moving through grief or anger. That's just not really, that's just not the way it is, y'all. I'm sorry. But humans have a full ass spectrum of emotion. And so the more that we can embrace our full spectrum of emotion by allowing ourselves to go deep into whatever it is. If it's anger, allow yourself to express that in a healthy way. You know, I learned about rage practices this year and I have loved it. Like screaming into a pillow, screaming into the ground, pounding the ground, jumping, dancing it out. Beautiful way to express anger in a healthy way, sadness, let yourself cry, let yourself feel, you know, and when you're happy and joyous, really being grateful to be immersed in that energy. And so that really helps us to not only deepen our capacity for compassion, but deepening our capacity for compassion deepens our capacity for our entire spectrum of the human emotion and life itself. Mic drop. But seriously, (laughs) this is something that, you know, especially when we may have heard demeaning narratives as a child, it takes a lot of practice. Sometimes this brings up a lot for people to even think about being compassionate towards the self. And so I highly recommend to, in this process, to allow yourself to develop a self-compassion practice. And so one of my favorite meditations for this is actually the loving-kindness meditation that originated from Buddhist culture. And so I'm reading on this trip. I'm telling y'all, compassion has been the energy of this trip for me. And 
So you can either find the Metta Loving Kindness Meditation online, or you can practice it to yourself here by repeating these phrases. So what you do is you allow yourself to sit with yourself, get calm and present, envisioning yourself in this moment, and repeating internally to yourself. Take a deep breath in and out. Repeating internally to yourself. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be well. May I be peaceful and at ease. May I be happy. You can envision yourself as a child growing up into the adult that you are. Being able to give yourself the love that you've always deserved and may have not received. We can cultivate that within ourselves. And yes, we need community. You're not supposed to do this all alone. And so allowing yourself to open up your heart space. And so opening up your heart space also comes with having boundaries. And that's okay. Having boundaries is also a very important part part of relationship with others and relationship with yourself. And so allowing yourself to be open and also allowing yourself to hold yourself in the ways that are necessary for you to be protected and safe and at ease. And as we learn to be compassionate with ourselves... We deepen our capacity to meet others. We deepen our capacity to move through conflict in a way that allows us to take 100% responsibility for our emotions, for how we show up, for how we speak, and for our presence. And then convey what is needed. Conveying what is needed on both sides without judgment, without hatred. Anger is healthy, but allowing yourself to move it out of your body in a way that isn't harmful and meeting the other, right? So we are each other's mirrors, which we actually did an exercise yesterday during the fire ceremony where my partner and I were speaking to each other as if we were ourselves. And it was so beautiful and powerful. And in that moment, it really helped us drop in to the fact that we are each other's mirrors. And even in the moments that we aren't in a deep practice like that throughout our lives, we are literally all each other's mirrors. The way that you perceive another person is a reflection of yourself. And so while, you know, we don't control everything outside of us, Our perception really gives us insight as to what's going on in our inner world. So if you're noticing that you're moving through a lot of fear, a lot of lack of trust in others, a lot of anger, it's a really beautiful reflection of 
how can I open up the space of compassion within my heart? And so another piece of that loving kindness meditation is sending that out to somebody who you love, who you have a really beautiful relationship with. And then you'll send that energy out to someone that you have a slightly complicated relationship with. And so this also brings in the power of forgiveness. Yesterday, they were speaking on forgiveness and saying that, you know, once you forgive somebody, it doesn't mean that you need to invite them back into your life if the space is healthy for you. But forgiveness sets you free. Forgiveness helps you to release the energy of stuckness and resentment in your body that's only continuing to cause you pain. And so compassion ties in to all of this. And I invite you all to try the loving kindness meditation for yourself. Maybe take some time to journal on, you know, what this means to you, what this has brought up for you. And I am so excited to continue to share with you all. We just did the embodiment sanctuary last week. If you didn't have the chance to make it live, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Radiate Sunshine Yoga, and I will send you the replay link. It's a secret podcast special. (laughs) And... Yeah, there is going to be a lot more exciting things coming up throughout the month of August. So stay tuned and I will see you next time. I hope you have a beautiful day and remember to love yourself, love others, and know that we are all doing the best that we can in every moment and every moment shifts and changes. And when you fill your cup up, you are able to pour into your community and the world around you. Thank you for listening.